What's up, witches? Welcome back to another Halloween episode of Chasing Childhood, a weekly podcast where we revisit our childhood favorite movies and video games to see if they still hold up as adults. It is now week two of our Halloween countdown, or should I say Hauntoween countdown, (laughs) and we are traveling back to the 90s when Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen ran the world. They kind of still run the fashion world a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Just not the rest of the world. This week, we are reviewing the 1993 movie Double Double Toil and Trouble. We're going to get into some behind-the-scene fun facts about the making of this film and give a plot refresher, and then we'll review the film and decide if this Olsen Twins movie deserves iconic status or not. Double Double Toil and Trouble is a 1993 American Halloween made-for-TV children's movie. The film was directed by Stuart Margolin, written by Jurgen Wolf, and distributed by Warner Home Video. The film stars Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, who we all know and love from Full House, obviously. (laughs) Eric McCormick, who played Will from Will and Grace. He sure did. He definitely did. (laughs) Cloris Leachman from The Longest Yard, The Croods, and Young Frankenstein. Hint, hint, we're going to be watching that next week. (laughs) (laughs) Meshach Taylor from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide and more. Double Double Toil and Trouble was filmed in Vancouver, Canada, and debuted in the United States on October 30th, 1993. In 1994, composer Richard Bellis was nominated for an Emmy Award, and in the same year, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen won the Young Artist Award for Best Youth Actress in a TV miniseries, Movie of the Week, or Special. If you haven't seen this movie since the early 90s or need a plot refresher, here's a summary written by an anonymous, or dare I say, ghost writer on IMDb. (laughs) The Farmer family is so deeply in debt that they might soon lose their house. Kelly and Lynn, the seven-year-old twin daughters, decide not to let this happen. They discover that a mean, shrewd somebody is responsible for all their family's problems, their Aunt Agatha. She has supernatural abilities and unfortunately uses them to do super bad things. Can the girls overpower such evil? That's such an interesting synopsis. Yeah. Very fascinating. Can we say that can we say what we're both thinking at the same time? Uh, Three. I don't know if two, I'm thinking the same thing. One. <laughs> <laughs> it's been Agatha all along. <laughs> I was hoping you were thinking that, but apparently not, I Steph. Was we need not, to get it together. It was not on the top of my mind. <laughs> you are not smelling when I'm stepping in. We are not on the same wavelength. <laughs> oh, my god! All right, Lex, let's jump into our fun facts. Yeah, so like we did last week, we're going to share a fun Halloween fun fact. Directed by Georges Méliès, House of the Devil, which came out in 1896, a three-minute silent film is considered the first horror movie ever made and was deemed lost until a copy turned up at the New Zealand Film Archive in 1988. Its title has also been translated to Manor of the Devil, The Haunted Castle, The Devil's Manor, and The Devil's Castle. Wow. Interesting. I didn't... I never knew that, honestly. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So... That is apparently, in history, the first ever horror film. And it's only three minutes long. I mean, yeah, a lot of movies back then when they were first discovering film were like a few seconds long or a few (laughs) minutes. I wonder if the whole thing was really three minutes long or if they just like accidentally burned all their film. 
(laughs) (laughs) or lost most of it, you know? I would believe that it's three minutes long. I think it's interesting that it has so many names. Like they couldn't come up with like a solid name for it. They were like, I don't know, whatever like fits your fancy. It's got a different name for every day of the week. (laughs) Right. They're like, pick a name, any name, any name. Pick a name. Well, my first and only fun fact about this movie in particular is kind of obvious. So the title of the movie comes straight from Act 4, Scene 1 of William Shakespeare's Macbeth. And I had no idea that that was originally a Shakespeare thing. You know, you just hear that all the time with witches and modern media that they say that, you know, Eye of Newt and Leg of Frog or whatever when they're like putting things into their cauldron. And Shakespeare's actually the one who came up with it. No, he wasn't. It was the Sanderson sisters. You're right. And you should say it. (laughs) (laughs) I said it with my whole chest. (laughs) So my only fun fact about Double Double Toil and Trouble is that at six years old, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen became the youngest producers in Hollywood history. They created Dual Star Entertainment in 1993, and Double Double Toil and Trouble was their first film. And I mean, it won, like, people in it won Emmys. Yeah. That's crazy. It's insanity. <laughs> it's also like, was it their entertainment company, or was it other people's entertainment company that right. they used through a pair of six-year-olds? It's so <laughs> cute, though, because I, I just read an article where Ashley Olsen was talking about how they were actually in the boardrooms anytime there was meetings and stuff and she was like we literally couldn't even see over the table (laughs) (laughs) oh I can just imagine that it's like the cutest thing ever that's adorable but yeah the two of them were millionaires by the age of 10 yeah yeah (laughs) I believe that (laughs) which is crazy because now I'm like yeah they're Elizabeth Olsen's sisters (laughs) I love Scarlet Witch. That whole family is mega talented. Exactly. So like we did last week, Steph, do you have any fun Halloween stories from the past to share? Sure. I'll go first. My Halloween story, again, involves Lex because we <laughs> spent, and her family because we spent every Halloween together. Yeah. Other than whooping werewolves' butts. Steph. Right. Other than- <laughs> so we had this sort of family friend they lived down the road from Lex and they always put on this super creepy spooky display shout out Mr. Craig and Miss Connie you guys are real ones and we love you yes they put on the super spooky display every year and they were super well known people would come from all over our city that we grew up in they still do yeah they still do they would come uh, are they still doing it um this is their last year yeah so this will be their last year so they yeah they do it every single year and it's always super spooky and super scary and they always have some type of new twist or some type of new spooky thing for everybody so right very well known so one year when we were little kids we went and (laughs) we got really really scared and I think was it Craig in a mask that decided to follow us around while he was looking really scary yeah (laughs) yeah he um we were like seven years old and I think Mr. Craig like rose out of this like pit he had put in the middle of his yard with like leaves covering him I don't know if they like actually dug a ditch or they just looked like like it had a million leaves (laughs) but yeah it was it was legit it looks scary but yeah so he like came out of that and started chasing after us in his like super scary costume with his weapon I don't even remember what the weapon was like I have it's probably a chainsaw yeah I I was gonna say I think it was a chainsaw I've trauma blocked it out of my brain like (laughs) Steph's like I barely remember was it Halloween it was just a normal Tuesday yeah I was like I don't remember what weapon it was 
But right. yeah, so I trauma blocked that bit out of my brain. But he basically <laughs> chased Lex and I and we jumped like dove into her family's minivan, <laughs> like fully dove, slammed the door yeah. shut. We're like holding each other, like screaming. And we were like, OK, it's over. Like we got in the car. He's going to know to like stop. And no, your boy like got he like came up to the van. Right. Like he like tried to like get on it. He was trying to open the hatch. Yeah. yeah. To, like open the hatch and to like Steph get and I in. were freaking out. We were screaming. Yeah mean and everybody <laughs> thought it was so funny and Lex and I are about to like pee our pants because we are so scared that might have been like the scaredest I've ever been yeah going to a haunted or like um scary place you know what I mean like yeah. somewhere where they're like there are people out trying to chase you around and stuff it's just it yeah. was it was a wild time yeah it's honestly a miracle <laughs> that like three years later I decided to actually go into a haunted house with your sister because right. I was so traumatized <laughs> that is amazing and you are a brave woman Steph am I I don't know maybe sometime between <laughs> seven and ten is when I got my fight reaction because <laughs> that's what I decided right. I'm gonna just beat people with pillowcases Steph's like that experience just made me want to be scared more meanwhile I'm like I don't do it I'm like I'm staying far away what doesn't kill you makes you stronger or whatever that song is thank, exactly thank you Kelly yeah. Clarkson yeah I mean Mr. Craig and Miss Connie's house and then your um your aunt's house Aunt Joni um, yeah she always did some really really cool stuff yeah she would take out the um the screen from her door and she'd dress up really creepy and have like a fog machine and yeah um reach out through the door and we were like ah like so scared <laughs> she was um, yeah that was awesome yeah but my funny story was when my sister in high school because my sisters are five and seven years older than me I was probably about 10 years old 10 or 11 years old and my sister and her boyfriend were downstairs watching a scary movie together and my parents sent me down to like to spy on them and make sure they were behaving and stuff to like be the annoying little sister right and I had just taken a shower and I remember they were watching the ring oh my god wait I remember this (laughs) yes the way our living room was set up was it's kind of like a wide open floor plan where like I could come down the hallway and they would never see me coming and then I could sneak up on them while they were watching the movie because the couches face the TV, which is away from the hallway. So I brushed my hair in front of my face. I put on a white nightgown and I started crawling out into the living room <laughs> doing the uh, <laughs> voice. <laughs> I've never seen someone move so fast in my life. <laughs> this man dipped. Okay, who was more scared though? Him or Jackie? Oh, he dipped. Jackie was like, Lexi, are you <laughs> kidding me? This man was like out the front door. <laughs> oh, that gave me so much joy that day. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> now I just look back and I'm like, wow, how did I not get the crap beaten out of me? <laughs> I know. I was like, he just left Jackie. Like he fully dipped. Yeah. He did not try to protect her. He was like, I'm outie. <laughs> he was like, gotta go. Gotta blast. <laughs> gotta blast. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So That's amazing. Let's get into our review of Double Double Toil and Trouble. Let's do it. How much did we watch this as kids? I have never seen this before I watched <gasps> it. I had never ever seen it. 
you heathen. I know. What about you? I've seen this like twice. So <laughs> only only beating you by two. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like you're like gasping like you watch this every weekend. <laughs> Not that it's a competition stuff, but I'm winning. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen this two times. Um, and really, I didn't remember anything about this movie going into it this week. Ooh. So it was like a first watch for you. Yeah, I did have a moment where I was like, okay, I remember this. I was like saying the line with the, with one of the Olsen twins and I was like, um, I remember this part. But I mean, the rest of the movie, I was like, what the heck? I don't remember any of this. Right, right. That's fun though, because that's almost like we watched it for the first time together. Yeah. Nice. And it's one of those things where I'm like, am I getting old and like developing short-term memory loss? Because like, <laughs> I feel like I don't remember anything. Like I'll watch a movie one week and I'll be like, what was that movie about? Listen, I'm the exact same and I'm definitely not old. So like, <laughs> I feel like I have short-term memory loss. But did you have any memories of it? Like any ones that really stuck out to you when we went into this? Not really. I mean... I remembered the Olsen twins, or as I like to call them, Elizabeth Olsen sisters. Um, <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen sisters, they um, did really well in this movie. Congrats to them. Um, <laughs> you know they had a whole film career, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being an a-hole. Um, so <laughs> I, I think the only part that stuck out to me that I remembered from when I was a kid was the part where the little girl was like, Cross your heart, hope to die, stick a needle in your eye, shake your bottom if you got them. <laughs> I remember as kids, we thought that was the funniest thing ever. Just, I mean, anything. Anytime anyone says, shake your bottom, <laughs> we're obviously laughing. But um, that's really it. I was like, I don't really think I remembered anything else about it or anything else kind of stuck out to me. Yeah, that's super fair. Well, then let's jump into what was it like for us to rewatch this as adults or for me the first time. <laughs> I don't know how I felt about this movie. Do you feel the same where you're yeah. like, I liked it, but I didn't at the same time. I liked it. So I thought it had a lot of clever lines. Yeah. I thought that it had a lot of really clever jokes. Like I really liked around the beginning when they're going to Aunt Agatha's house to ask for the loan. And yeah, I think it was Kelly who asked you know, you have an aunt who lives in a house like that. And yeah. they're like, oh, she's a distant relative and, you know, whatever. And they're like, can we change that? Can we fix that? <laughs> like, is there anything we could do to change your mind so we have a rich relative in our family? Right. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. There's a lot of really cute lines. They did a great job of having Mary-Kate and Ashley really flex their comedy muscles. Yeah. And their deliveries are so well. I mean, even if those jokes are written by other people, their, their deliveries are super solid. Yeah. But there's another part at the end where Agatha jokes about making the kids into mice for her cat to eat. Yeah. And then she says, oh, don't have a sense of humor. Yeah. And then at the end, she finds out that her plot was foiled by the girls and the girls go, what? Don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> I thought that was really cute. It so, was. Yeah. yeah. I I liked a lot of their lines. I thought they did a great job of having the girls really hone in on that comedy aspect. I thought their deliveries were great. They were super believable. But yeah, it was it was very 90s. It was a very 90s. Oh, for movie. sure. It's so funny because I can never tell them apart. Like even now if you ask me which which of the Olsen twins was which, I know that's probably super disrespectful, but I don't know who is who. Really? Yeah, I I don't know what it is. I can't do it. Yeah, when they were this little, 
it's a little bit harder. As they yeah. got a bit older, I could see subtle differences. Like I could tell you now who's Mary Kate and who's Ashley. Yeah. I know they're supposed to be identical, but I don't know. There's something maybe about the way that they have their expressions or wear their makeup or something. But as they get older, you're able to tell a little bit more. But yeah, definitely in this, I was just kind of looking at them like, I truly don't know which right. of you is which. In the movie, their names are Kelly and Lynn. And so I honestly couldn't tell you if Kelly said something, if Lynn said something, I don't know. Yeah. But needless to say, (laughs) one of them said to the other one, do you believe in magic? And they were like, well, I'm open to the idea. Stuff like that was so cute. And their dialogue was for sure written for an older audience to enjoy too, which I kind of liked as well. Yeah. It's one of those movies where you're kind of rolling your eyes at the the cringiness and the cheesiness to some parts but a lot of the dialogue is really cute oh yeah how'd you feel about their super hot dad (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I don't know if I would call him super hot but he was very cute he was a real cute dad they have (laughs) steps like hubba hubba (laughs) I don't know how many Mary Kate and Ashley movies you've watched but yeah I remember watching a number of them and in almost every single one they always have a really hot dad and this is really this is like the first movie that starts the chain of super hot dads (laughs) (laughs) and it's a good one Oh my gosh. Steph's like, happy Halloween to me. I was like, Um, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't notice because I think I've only seen this movie and To Grandmother's House We Go. Mm, Okay. I have not seen any of the other ones. Oh man. We got to have a Mary-Kate and Ashley like binge series together. (laughs) We might have to. Like not even a New York Minute or anything like that. I've never seen any of those. The old ones and they're like exploring the volcanoes and everything. Oh my gosh. There's, yeah. Excuse me? Yeah, there's, there's so many good ones. (laughs) Like, excuse me? Their little detective series. Oh, Oh, so good. I can just picture it. They, like, that just sounds adorable, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, I really liked the dialogue in this. Although, the twins were so disrespectful to um, Meshack Taylor's character. What was his name? Mr. N. They were so disrespectful to Mr. N. They were like, if you're homeless, if you're homeless, there's a place around the corner that can help you. Or like, he keeps talking about how much he wants to be rich. And they're like, have you ever thought about working for it? It's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Leave your mans alone. <laughs> right. They were just roasting him the entire time. Yeah, they were they were coming for him. And it was just like he is helping you. He's trying to make sure you guys don't get abducted. Like it was so funny. I will say parts of this kind of reminded me of the Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. They were they were fighting a witch. Mr. N, in my opinion, was missing a heart in some parts. Oscar was missing courage. The grave digger was missing a brain. Yeah. And she kind of had like a mindless person in George doing her doing her dirty works. Right. Oh, that's a really good parallel. I never thought of that. Yeah. I mean, I just noticed it at the end. Um, I think they did tell Oscar he needed courage. And I was like, oh, now I can see the parallel. Yeah. With a wicked witch and then a good witch in the mirror. Oh, yeah. very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. And then um, the grave digger. Can I just get into? Yes, what, you sure can. What was, even, what was even his intro scene? I was just confused as to why his first reaction was you're one person in two places at yeah. the same time instead of being like, oh, they're twins. Like, 
first of all, he freaks out that there's a dog around. Like he's never seen a dog before. Right. And then he's like, oh my gosh, two humans that look alike. It never occurred to him that they were twins. Yeah. And then his scenes after that, when they kept cutting back to him, were so weird. Like there was one part, it literally cuts and it it's just focuses in on like this little hole inside a tree and it's just his eye poking through the hole like on hollow's eve i'm like <laughs> what is happening and then the next scene he's in the tree the next scene he's like poking his head out from behind the tree i'm like what is this man doing there were definitely some stylistic directorial yeah. and editing choices in this that i was like i'm sorry what <laughs> I was so confused. And then the whole time he's digging a grave for someone, he has no idea whose grave he's digging. He's like, I don't even get paid well for this. Like, what are you doing, sir? I wonder if other grave diggers feel that way. <laughs> They're like, right. Like, I don't know. It's somebody. They don't pay me minimum wage. Who knows? <laughs> he was like a whole accomplice to murder. And he's like, I don't know. I don't get paid a lot. <laughs> he's like, that's truly none of my business. <laughs> right. He's like, I'm just here. Because I, I just, like I just go holes. here. <laughs> <laughs> he, he told Agatha, I don't want to do this, Grandpa. <laughs> she said, That's, That's too damn bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was interesting. So I think I read somewhere that Cloris Leachman was actually the original person who Bette Midler's character from Hocus Pocus was written for. But instead, oh, really? Bette Midler got the role and obviously she did an amazing job. But they also came out like almost the same year. If they, I think they actually did come out the same year. So I thought that was really interesting that it was actually written for Cloris Leachman because I thought that her character seemed a lot like Winifred Sanderson a lot like I thought a lot of her mannerisms and her vocal style a lot of it reminded me of that so I think when I read that I was like oh that actually kind of makes sense her character was my favorite in the entire movie she was so Um, funny (laughs) she was so funny (laughs) when um she didn't even try to hide the fact that she was evil either I just loved how out there she was like yeah her niece and nephew or whoever they were to her, uh, the Olsen twins' parents in this movie, yeah. come to her because their their home's about to be foreclosed on and they're like, can we borrow money? And she's like, no. Like, why? <laughs> why would I give you money? And then the mom was like, you've been nothing but cruel and mean to us for the last seven years. And I'm like, then why are you here asking yeah, her for money? You're desperate. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm on her, I'm on Agatha's side at this point. I liked when they um, came in her house and she was like, what do you want? And they're like, I'm your niece, Christine. She's like, I know who you are. What do you want? Right. <laughs> exactly. And then they were like, oh, Aunt Sophia, do you miss her? And she's like, no, I love being alone. <laughs> like, and she lets out like the most evil laugh. I'm like, how do you guys not know that she's behind all of this? Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or the part where she was like, um... Sophia was like, you just love being evil. And she was like, it's the best. (laughs) (laughs) That's a mood. Honestly, I like her. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I also really wanted to go to that witch's Halloween party thing that she held. I was like, I could totally roll up to one of these. I would have a blast. (laughs) I'm sorry. That whole scene had me dying laughing because... 
it's a it was supposed to be what a coven just hanging yeah. out in an abandoned warehouse singing their own yeah. theme music like honestly i could probably find one of those in la like i guarantee something oh like that's gosh. happening the fact that they were just like humming their own theme music i was like i yeah. love this so much I also thought this this movie had one of the best cutscenes ever. I feel like I have to explain the plot because I feel like there's so much that goes on. So much happens. <laughs> yeah. So Lynn and Kelly basically find out that their Aunt Agatha trapped their Aunt Sophia inside a mirror. And they need this thing called a moonstone, which is basically like an infinity stone, but for toddlers, um, to free her. <laughs> Don't disrespect a moonstone. <laughs> I'm just saying. And Aunt Agatha has it. So they have to steal it from her, try to free Aunt Sophia by midnight on Halloween. It's always midnight on Halloween as well. It's always. It's like, can, always. We an, can we get an extension on this assignment? <laughs> yeah. So basically, when they're doing all this, Lynn and Kelly's parents are like, where the heck are the twins? And they start going out and looking for them. And they're like, what is going on? They try to find them. So... The best cut scene came when the parents are in the car looking for them and they find out they put it, put two and two together and they're like, OK, they got to be at Aunt Agatha's house. Right. So right. they headed to Aunt Agatha's house and they're like, she wouldn't do anything bad to two kids. Right. And then it cuts to Agatha in the car with one of the twins going, I'm going to boil you in oil. <laughs> <laughs> It just reminded me of the scene in Shrek when he's like, someone better be dying. <laughs> that scene is like, I'm dying. <laughs> I love a good comedically timed cutscene. I truly do. So good. That was probably my favorite part in this entire movie. Just that whole cutscene. It was so perfectly timed. So good. I will say Agatha's witch costume is everything. Oh my God. It was so cool. Yes, I want her costume and her car hood ornament. It was a witch on a broom and I need it in my life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> honestly, there was so much about Agatha that I was like, honestly, goals, honey, like goals. Right. <laughs> she was she was really funny. And I also loved how during the coven part where they were all singing and stuff, someone said something like you can buy a cassette on the way out. I was like, wow, this is this just aged this movie so much. Our cassette will be available at the door. <laughs> it was right? like I also oh loved that they had a cassette. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the like vampire group. Oh, dead. Right. Oh my gosh. Like what is going to be on the cassette? Is it going to be the ooh ee ooh ah ah bing bang walla walla bing bang? Like is that going to be on it? Is it going to be the I know the song that gets on everybody's nerves? Like those were the only two songs we heard the whole time. I thought that this movie did have a good twist in it with um, George and Sophia. I didn't really see that coming. Yeah. It ended up being that they fell in love with each other and they were supposed to be together. Yeah, George is the, is the butler for Agatha. Right. And they had, were supposed to be together and they were planning to run away. And that's how... Uh, Agatha trapped Sophia in the mirror because she got really upset and angry about it and basically like she like put a spell on George so he forgot or like was completely just like a zombie essentially yeah and when the spell breaks you know he gets all his memories back and realizes what's going on but it was such a, an interesting twist you're right it was very 
it, it was just very interesting how George is there the whole time and yeah. you're just kind of like George is sort of useless and he's just kind of at Agatha's beck and call and then you find right. out that he's like being punished yeah and honestly I kind of thought something was up when he came into the room when um Kelly and Lynn's parents came to ask for money right he came into the room holding a tray of tea right and something happened where some someone ran out I think it was the parents ran out or something and or Kelly and Lynn ran out but Agatha was like drop it and he dropped the entire tray like without even a second thought right and at first it's comedic you're like oh my gosh like he just did exactly what she wanted but then when you go back and you're like oh she had him under a spell the whole time like that's why right he just did it that quickly but yeah you see George and you know Sophia's trapped in the mirror but you don't really connect the two until you hear that they were in love and they were going to run away together at the end. Also, Meshach Taylor's character, Mr. N. Yeah. When he slammed on the hood of the car at the beginning, when he is trying to wipe down their windshield. Yeah. Scared the crap out of me. <laughs> was I it a jump scare for you? Was. <laughs> it was. I jumped so high. I was like, <laughs> I don't think I've ever jumped in like a scary movie this high. And this man scared the crap out of me. Oh, no. <laughs> I honestly loved his character. I thought he was so funny. I thought he was super funny. I thought he was really endearing and engaging. I liked him a lot. Yeah. I was going to say, I really liked the side characters in this movie. I really liked the vil- the villain. I liked Agatha a lot. I liked Mr. N a lot. Mm-hmm. I really liked Oscar a lot. And there was a scene with Oscar that actually like broke my heart. So Oscar is a little person and he lived in a very small house that was like perfect in size for him. And Lynn and right. Kelly fit in there perfectly. And um, there was one part where he goes over to the mirror in the corner and it's one of those like fun house mirrors that makes him look tall. And that part was like so quick. But I was like, oh, my gosh, that is so sad. Yeah. He just has it in the mirror in his living room. And then he later on said something like, as people get bigger, their imaginations get smaller. Yeah. And I was like, oh, just break my heart, Oscar. It's like, why? Like, it's such like a deep sentence for a children's movie. Like, yeah, it was fully and it was so unexpected. Fast. Yeah. It was like they just said it. Then they were like, OK, bye now. <laughs> I was like, OK. And even the. Even the funhouse mirror that made him look tall was like so quick, but so heartbreaking. I was like, what is what is going on? It made me so sad. And then Kelly and Lynn's parents. How did you feel about them? Because they were probably like my least favorite side characters. Other than Miss, other than their dad being hot he was. Stuff. I know it's hard to think. Um, no, he. I didn't think they were like the greatest parents. Um, yeah, I think they involved the kids too much in like what was going on. I understand there's yeah. like obviously an age when you can start to tell kids a little bit, but I think they kind of involve them a little yeah. too much. And also, how do you lose your kids on Halloween? Like, there's two of you, there's two of them. How did they get out of sight long enough to switch costumes with other children? Like, oh my gosh, well they were too busy making out during that entire. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's like, what I'm saying. What I'm like, happening? I'm like, what are you guys doing? That like, like, why right. would you be doing that instead of keeping an eye on your children? Like, there's plenty of time later to do that. Yeah, and then their house. They didn't tell. They didn't say like what day of the week Halloween was was on. 
in the movie, but they were like, our house is foreclosing on Monday, yet nothing was packed. Like, they apparently planned to save the house within within the week because it yeah. was like, you guys aren't really preparing for anything. I'm also like, why did you guys let the foreclosure guy into your house? Like, I know he just kind of busted his way in, but like, yeah. I would have immediately been like, get out or I'm calling the police. <laughs> yeah. I they mean, and even walk then, all the way through upstairs into all the right. rooms. I was like, this man is not allowed to be here. <laughs> and even then, would the police have even done anything? Because they were kind no. of not helpful at all in the movie. No, um, no. They were like, we saw your child. So we're going to yes! tell you where they are and not actually go pick up the child. Oh, my gosh. I am so glad you thought the same thing because. Yeah, they the cop. They get like the missing person report and they're supposed to be on the lookout for Kelly and Lynn. And right. the cop drives past them moving around in Oscar's car. Like, and she doesn't do anything. She goes to yeah. the house and tells the parents, Hey, I saw a little girl that matches the description of your daughter and didn't stop them. I was like, Oh my gosh, my my head. I can't even I was like, why would you not keep eyes on the child, call for backup, or let people know you have eyes on a child who resembles the description. Yeah. Like it was just the most bizarre decision I've ever seen. Like yeah. if there's an amber alert, there's a missing child, like you need to go <laughs> keep eyes on the child and be with Follow them. Follow the child. Yeah. Let other yeah. cops know. They will bring the parents. Like it was just so weird. Right. It was like, radio it in. I don't understand why you went to their house. Right. And you were like, oh, I saw them. I think them. I might have by seen the them. Way, they're probably like <laughs> 10 miles away by yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. And like, that was probably one of my biggest pet peeves about this movie. Like, that whole scene where she just let Kelly or Lynn, whichever twin it was, go with them. And she was like, um, by the way, I think I saw your kid. That part. And then the, the ending when the twins are trying to free Aunt Sophia and Agatha's basically like, ha ha ha, it's past midnight now. <laughs> like, you guys can't free her. And one of the twins is like, joke's on you. I set the clock back five minutes. I was like, when? <laughs> when? When? It was one of those those points where I was like, when? Yeah, it's like things happened off screen and you were like, oh, okay, I guess I should just take that as fact. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is happening? Oh my gosh. What is one thing you would change about this movie that you think would make it better? Um, I don't know. A lot. <laughs> I don't think there's... Other than more competent parents. I, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think there's <laughs> Police anything officers. beyond what we've already talked about that I would change and make better. Yeah. It was just, it was a very 90s movie. It dated itself. It oh, was for sure. very cliche. And yeah, other than like the cops not doing their job and the parents definitely not doing their job. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I Like I said, I thought the Olsen twins were adorable. I thought the side characters were super cute. I loved Agatha, both as Agatha and yeah. Sophia. So yeah, I don't know. I don't have too many notes on like the performances or anything. I thought those were all really well done. Yeah. What about you? I would have liked to see more of Aunt Sophia, not in the mirror. Oh, yeah. I would have loved to see more of a connection between her and the twins and their mom because their mom was like, oh, she's my favorite. We used to bake each, like with each other all the time. And um, but you never you never see it. So you never build the connection or um, right. Any type of really like emotional attachment to Aunt Sophia. Right. It's just like she's the nice lady in the mirror. <laughs> we have to let her out. <laughs> right. 
Exactly. Other than she's wearing pure white and Aunt Agatha's <laughs> wearing all black and purple. Like, she's clearly the bad guy. And I would have loved to see more of Aunt Agatha doing just evil stuff all the whole time. Like, that would have been really funny. Yeah. Is this your favorite Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen movie? No, I think mine... So I remember I really liked getting there, but I think my favorite, one of my favorites is still Passport to Paris or a New York Minute is also really good. Yeah. Like some of the ones when they were older, I think I really, really liked. I remember when I was very little, I would watch all of the adventures of Mary-Kate and Ashley when they played Little Detectives. And so I remember liking that a lot. But when I got older, I remember... I loved Passport to Paris. I had both Mary-Kate and Ashley Barbie dolls from their Passport to Paris era. Um, So yeah, I think... So funny. I think that would probably be my favorite, that and the the series, The Adventures of Mary-Kate and Ashley. What about you? Aw, that's so cute. Um, I think out of their movies, I I like To Grandmother's House We Go. Oh, yeah. Probably the most. They, They were just the cutest little kids. Like, they still are pretty, but like they were just the most adorable little kids. Like every time I watch Full House and she's like, you got it, dude. Like Michelle's <laughs> like, you got it, dude. I'm like, oh my gosh, they were so precious. They're so cute. I know, right? So I guess let's get into our critic ratings. Let's do it. All right. So for critic ratings, Double Double Toil and Trouble received a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. It has no critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 55% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and two out of five stars on Common Sense Media. (laughs) I feel like critics are like, I'm not watching this. (laughs) Honestly, but all of these feel really fair to me, which is interesting because parts of this things in it won an Emmy. So that's interesting to me, but I, I feel like these are kind of fair. What about you? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So let's get into our ratings. We can rate it on a scale of a plus to F minus a plus means this movie was just downright adorable. Olsen twins movies are nostalgic in the best way. And this is just a simple, fun, silly family movie. F minus meaning the writing in this film is painfully cheesy. There's a reason I haven't seen this in years and not even the cuteness of the Olsen twins could save this movie. Based on this rating scale, what would you rate Double Double Toil and Trouble, Steph? I would give it like a C plus. It was cute. Yeah. I don't think it's something I would ever voluntarily go and watch again. Like I said, it dates itself. It's very 90s. It's very cringy at parts yeah um i thought the girls again did amazing i mean for being seven years old they did phenomenally um and i thought of course cloris leachman was amazing and the side characters were great i just i don't know it's not something i would ever go back and watch it didn't it was very halloweeny but it didn't hit me the same way that like hocus pocus or halloween town would yeah what about you i I I can't wait for you to watch next week um Cloris Leachman <laughs> in Young Frankenstein. But I would probably give this a C minus. Okay. I probably will not be watching this again anytime soon. To me, the plot tried to be complex, but it was just it felt very simple. Yeah. You know, like I feel like they almost tried to do too much, but it it fell flat and it kind of didn't it didn't come off, I feel like, the way that they wanted it to. Yeah, agreed. I feel like you could explain the whole plot in like a sentence and then yeah <laughs> and then they're like oh but this is this 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 like no that's not really that important to the plot but um, right and then everything else we talked about like this just isn't 
isn't that great of a movie, but it's not horrible either. If you just want to watch like a cute family friendly movie that's not too long, that's not too scary, this would be a really good choice for you to pick, but it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, agreed. A hundred percent agreed. Yes. All right, y'all. Well, we are on Instagram at Chasing Childhood Podcast and on Facebook at Just Chasing Childhood. We are always posting fun stuff, and especially now we are posting a lot for Halloween. So go follow because you don't want to miss it. And be sure to give us a rating on whatever listening platform you're using to tune in. We appreciate any and all feedback. And join us next week for week three of our Halloween countdown. We are going to be rewatching and reviewing, as we said before, the 1974 comedy Young Frankenstein. Ah, I've never seen it, so I can't wait. Ah! <laughs> I honestly, I am so excited for you to watch it. <laughs> I can't wait. I love, I love Gene Wilder. Like all of his movies are so funny to me. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> and before we go, I just want to give a quick shout out to my mom, aka Pegatron, Pegasus, Pegleg, Pegasaurus, Pegmalion. Happy <laughs> birthday! Today's her birthday. Happy love you. Birthday, love you. Happy birthday, Mama. So we will see you all (laughs) next week. Happy hauntings. Bye.